Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earle. Today we have episode 54, and we've called it Liberty for All. I hope we can find that for you, but more importantly, I hope you can find it for yourself. We have a number of things we want to discuss today, some of them of a very personal nature, and we'll get to those a little later on. But first, I want to remind you, last week we mentioned the fact that some premier athletes were relying on plant-based diets to enhance their performance and gave you a clue that that might be something to invest in or maybe even grow going forward because of the, first of all, the impact that a premier athlete or performer has on the psyche and mentality of the average person out there, as well as the efforts of the progressives and government in general to get us out of the red meat era into the plant-based stuff. And if you will notice, you, you probably have seen nearly every fast food chain of some sort has a plant-based option for you. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at what's going on in that realm, having grown up on a farm as a kid and loving a great steak and a wonderful pork chop and sausage and bratwurst and all those wonderful things made by our red meat providers, the hog and, and the cow. Um, I'm a little skeptical about this, but on the other hand, I know that my preferences don't usually hold sway with the vast majority of the population and particularly those clowns in, in government who are either coercing or encouraging us to make these changes for some reasons that they claim, uh, are legitimate. But on the other hand, we suspect are simply self-serving that make them richer as time goes on. But I just wanted to bring up to you that that trend is still continuing. And as a, as an investment potential, maybe something to explore. Although I think I'm going to surreptitiously find some small steers and small hogs to hide in the woods so I can enjoy a good pork chop or prime rib every once in a while. Some articles I'd like to refer you to this week, um, I think are really fabulous. One is from Daniel Mitchell. It was in the American Institute of Economic Research, and it was on Friday, (laughs) Friday the 13th. Um, I've met Dan Mitchell a couple of times, and back in my old radio days, I interviewed him. And I think he's a pretty astute economic analyst with a libertarian bent, which is one of the reasons I found him appealing. But this article he wrote on Friday, or published on Friday, it's called Baptist Bootleggers and Pretend Meat. And so it might be worth your while to explore it, but I'm going to give you a couple of pull quotes from it. Anyway, he starts off with the opening uh, about how big businesses often climb in bed with politicians. I think we all see that. We all suspect it. Maybe for years uh, we wanted to think it wasn't true, but we knew in the bottom of our hearts it was. 
going on, further quoting, to get these special favors, they often deploy the Baptist and bootlegger, economics of unholy alliances, which means finding some nice-sounding reason for special interest policies. And I think maybe the pandemic, and, and I hope it woke up a lot of people, but this uh, extreme clown show we've had during the past, you know, more than a year and a half and approaching two years now with all the conflicting information coming out of the various health agencies, local, state, and federal. In addition to that, how some major corporations managed to thrive during this thing while others, small businesses and so forth, were strangled by the politicians should give you some real real insight into how they impact the legislative action that goes on in Congress and elsewhere. Um, I, it's just unholy. It's dirty. And you see that extended even to the woke culture now where corporations will not let people come to work unless they've been vaccinated or what have you where it's an unholy alliance between big media, big business, and big government, and it leaves the little person out in the wind. So what you can do, if you're, if you're looking to survive, if you're looking to get through this cloudiness, and we don't know what's going to be on the other side of the tunnel, um, is, is play their game without being wholly committed to their philosophies and their doctrines. So uh, take advantage of their stupidity, take advantage of their nefarious actions, and do what you can. And with that in mind, I, I want to refer you also to the Stansberry Digest from Sunday the 15th. And the, the subject title is, Why We'll Always Find Value in Useless Baubles. Now, it's an interesting analysis of cryptocurrency and they start off with the premise that diversifying your portfolio is one of the best methods for growing and preserving wealth no matter what the economy is doing end quote and with that in mind they go on and give you some recommendations including investing in cryptocurrency um even though i, I Again, going back to solar and cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency isn't real. Now, it has a real assigned value to it in that it's a means of exchange and transferring wealth from person A to person B to position A to position B. But there's no there there. But on the other hand, it has a perceived and intrinsic value because of the nature of of the trades and the marketing. And so they recommend that 20% of your portfolio be in cash, accessible, available cash. We know that that's going to erode in value, but they also include commodities, precious metals in, in that mix too. But then they also suggest investing in cryptos if you can. I'd be cautious I'd examine each of the various currencies available out there. And now Bitcoin, although Bitcoin has become like Kleenex, when you talk about tissues, there are all kinds on the market. 
but everybody, not everybody, many people call them Kleenex, even though uh, that is a proper name for a specific product. That's why people talk about cryptocurrency. They mention Bitcoin, but there are all kinds of available options out there. So something you might look at as a shelter, I would consider that maybe sort of a safety investment hedge by purchasing nothing. That's just my my phrase about it, and I'm probably a little skeptical, although I see the wisdom in doing it. It certainly can't be any less risky than putting cash in a coffee can and having it inflate out of value till you have nothing left. Another one I'd like to recommend came from um, August 10th, which uh, would have been Tuesday, and that's Bill Bonner's diary, as you are well aware. I read that every week. And this one, uh, he, he titled it, Poverty is Becoming the New Wealth. And basically, the underlying premise of this is that if you have nothing, government will make sure you have something at the expense of those who already have something. Uh, that's true in a way, except that they just keep digitally printing uh, money to dole it out to people uh, to buy votes, in essence, or to buy compliance, or to buy um, a, a, a quiet uh, society and environment so they don't have, you know, extreme uprisings and things of that nature, even though what few uprisings they have they overdefine them as extreme. The January 6th issue uh, is an example of that. But Bill goes on to talk about the, delu- I'm quoting now, the delusions grow more extreme, the bubble gets bigger, and the day that it will all blow up comes closer. So he's got a rather pessimistic long-term view. On the short term, He says, owning something outright gives you a margin of safety. You don't get put out of your own home when you can't pay the rent. When you lose your job or romance goes sour, the economy goes into recession, inflation gets out of control, the president goes nuts, Congress goes AWOL, and your business goes bust, a mortgage-free home gives you a place to lick your wounds before starting again. Quoting further on down the column, savings make you anti-fragile too. They give you the most precious thing of all, time. Time to think, time to recover, time to wait out a crisis, time to figure out what to do next, end quote. Good strategy there, good sound thing is, that's the advantage of having maybe that cash in a coffee can or having that Bitcoin or I should say cryptocurrency, or maybe having some precious metals, is you can buy some time to figure out how the wind is blowing, which direction it's coming from, how volatile it's going to be going forward, and maybe adapt yourself accordingly. All in all, I'd say most of the economists I read are a rather pessimistic bunch about what our future holds. And I would argue that that pessimism is realism. But uh, take advantage of the ride for now and do what you can. Okay, my personal note. Uh, Some of you may know I've been dealing with some health issues. 
uh, in recent years. And they appear to be getting more under control now, and I'm feeling better than I have in a long time. And so I think I'm ready to go back on the road and re-energize my speaking schedule. Um, I, I've labeled myself the Evangelist for Liberty, which means that's my primary focus and topic is I want to convince you and others that liberty is the best route for every one of us individually and socially as a society. And so I'm ready to go out. I'm going to do it for a small fee. It's going to depend on the place, the time, you know, locations, that kind of thing. Uh, but, but I'm ready to go back out on the road and do that again because I believe passionately in liberty, and I'd like to at least stir some minds and hearts uh, before I go down six feet under the ground and look up at the bottom of the grass. So uh, if you know anybody that would like a speaker for an event or something, contact me via Facebook. Uh, you can go to the Living Liberty Today page on Facebook and send me a direct message, and I'll respond to it and be happy to get back to you for that. Um, and, and I'll speak to hostile groups, too. You don't have to be somebody who already thinks they would like my message. If, you're, if you think my message is crazy and nuts, I'll be happy to walk in the room. If I can convince one of you I'm right, to me, that would be a victory. So that's my own personal note, and that's Living Liberty for today. Remember, live free, be free, stay free. I'm Charlie Earle.